Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show. Life, love, and liberty. Happy Monday to you, post-Mother's Day. Post-Mama's Day. Hope you guys celebrated your mamas. I did. Had a fantastic day with my mama. Took her out of town. Because you know what? Gifts are one thing, but your time, your time is something that you'll never get back. And as I've gotten older, I realize how much my time means to my mother. So I decided to forego, you know, just the the gifts and the uh, brunch along with 50,000 other people. And I got in the car and took her to the North Georgia mountains and made our way up to the highlands, which is, you know, finally coming down off of their psychotic mask mandates, which I wish the city of Atlanta would actually adhere to. I don't know about what's happening in your respective cities and states, but you know, we don't even have a mask mandate statewide and people are still ridiculous. I just had this kid, I wanted to throat punch him. That's just one of my sayings, by the way, but because I'm so over this crap, it's, it is literally, it is derangement syndrome and it's, and it's an actual, it's, it's psychological warfare and it grieves me, and it also makes me angry as hell because I get to be on the receiving end of someone else's idiocy. So I'm at the grocery store just now, and I'm spending a ton of money, by the way, at the, my regular grocery store, and I needed help. My credit card was acting janky. And this kid comes over, and he's like, excuse me, excuse me, could you back up, please, because I wasn't wearing a mask. Because I'm not going to wear a mask. I'm not playing by these rules. Unless I have to be on an airline with a mask, I'm not wearing a mask. You will not get my dollars. I passed by many uh, stores, little boutiques yesterday who were, well, we have a mask if you don't have one. I'm like, no, if I wanted to wear a mask, I would have come in your store with one. So clearly I don't want to. So Thanks. You just passed up about $500 to $1,000 worth of business. So that's on you. But hey, do you wear your mask because you think it actually has medicinal efficacy, which we all know it does not. But do you, whatever psychological, you know, brouhaha you need to feel good about it, do you wear your mask? So this kid comes over and says, excuse me, could you, could you back up, please? Could you just back away from the register? And I was like, uh, yeah, homie, I could back away from the whole store. I sure can. I can take my business elsewhere. I don't need a reminder as I'm walking up and down the stores, uh, up the aisles that your store associates and shoppers alike are you're required to wear a mask indoors. Who are you? Who are you, Kroger? Who are you, Publix, to mandate that people wear a face diaper to actually spend their hard-earned dollars in your grocery store? Your profit margins are already abysmal. Is this really the route you want to continue to go down? I mean, we know profit margins in Groceryville is, is not the greatest. So now we want to fight? 
your actual customer base over face diapers. And it is astounding how many people will still do it. I mean, we are absolutely, Pavlov, I mean, listen, it is amazing how fast the majority, listen, this is not a minority. No, stop it. That's a lie. Whoever is telling you that the majority of Americans are smarter than your average fifth grader and they don't wear masks, they're lying to you because that is not true. There are only a few of us out here who are willing to be like, screw that, we're not getting on the train cars, not packing our bags, you can't convince us we're going on vacation, and we know those showers don't have water. So there. Excuse me. So, you know, my mom's kind of mortified, right? I mean, she's like, "Uh, Monica, you know, did you bring a mask? I'm like, no, mom, I didn't. Did you? Put yours on. You can go spend your money in there, but we're not going to spend mine. So, you know, we were treated, we had dinner at this fabulous restaurant that we love in the Highlands, and they're great. The chef is great. The person, you know, the staff is wonderful. But we, you know, to get from the front door, was, which is legitimately five steps to the table, we were required to put a mask on. I'm like, that's not happening. <laughs> so, well, would you like to sit outside? Sure. My mom's mortified. She's like, but it's about to rain. I'm like, mm-hmm. Okay, well, you know what? We won't melt, and it's a beautiful day, so that's fine. We, you can castigate us, and we're going to drop 250 bucks on our dinner for Mother's Day, but sure, put us outside next to with no umbrella next to the street because we're the ones that won't wear a mask. <laughs> You're not going to shame me. I can tell you that right now. You will not shame me. I've been cussed out twice this past week about masks, and this little nozzle is standing next to me at the grocery store with his mask down below his nose. I was like, okay, so did you ride the short bus to work today? I mean, what? I'm sorry. (laughs) What are we doing here? So first of all, I'm your elder. Second of all, with your little sassy pants, you know, I don't know if your name is Christina or Christopher. You figure that out. Your personal pronouns are none of my business, but, uh, but my mask is my business. And if your store doesn't want my business anymore, that's cool too. I don't have to shop. In certain places, I will legit drive 50 miles out of the way to shop and spend my money with people who have half a damn sense about this mask stuff. I will absolutely do it. I've done it. I'll do it again. So I'm going to encourage you. Why am I on this rant? I'm going to encourage you to start growing your spine. This yellow belly, courageless ridiculousness that we're all succumbing to is just stupid. And it's going to continue to cost us in bigger ways than we could ever imagine. Don't believe me. Have you flown since 9-11? And just having friends spread out through the intel community, Department of Defense, uh, you know, you name it, the military. I mean, listen, in just in listening to the narratives, there's so many different fronts to this war. You guys have no idea. And I don't spend a lot of time talking about it. A, because some things I can't talk about. And B, it's really pointless to do so because there's nothing any of us can do about it anyway. So I try to spend my time encouraging you to, you know, allow your spines to emerge because I know they're there. Keeping our eyes focused on above because ultimately either God's coming through for this country or we're done. I'm just telling you, that's it. That's exactly where we are. Some of you still think... You know, some of y'all still believe these folks who are telling you that the military is in charge. And I shared a stage with one of them on Saturday, and I had no idea that he still subscribes to that. 
but you guys are super pumped about that prospect. And I'm telling you right now, if the military's in charge, then I'm General MacArthur. So, and I'm not. Some people liken me to being a general, and I probably can be. I am quite the ass kicker when I need to be. But I'm not part of the military, fun fact. And neither are you, more than likely. And if you have been, thank you for your service. And if you are now, thank you so much for your service. Kiss, kiss, hug. And I totally, actually do mean that. I love you. I'm so grateful for you. I really am. And I don't envy you. Because what a crap time to be trying to figure out who's in charge of what and what just happened in this country. So thank God your allegiance is not to diversity. It is not to quotas based on skin color or creed or religion. No. Or political affiliation. Your vow is to the Constitution. Thank God. And hopefully it stays that way. And if you ever run up against some time in your service in this military where someone is demanding that your allegiance is to anything or anyone, including but not limited to an ideology other than the Constitution of the United States of America, I pray to God you have the balls to walk out. Just drop your uniform, drop your weapons, I'm out. See, that's not what I signed up for. Now I have a lot of friends who tell me they would absolutely do that and they know their kids would and their grandkids would too. But that's where we are, folks. I'm not I don't spend time focusing on what in the world is going on with I've never seen a single press conference of this Yahoo with the red hair who talks about circle back. I've only heard it in jokes because I say it and people oh, circle back. So, you know, that apparently she makes a great SNL skit. I have no idea. She looks like, you know, whatever. Um Yeah, I I certainly miss the Trump administration, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. But I don't spend a lot of time focusing on what's not happening or these bogus uh, scores, these approval ratings. I I mean, what are who? From who? People coming across the border? People who are going to be voting moving forward? Is that who's approving? Of course they're approving. Are you kidding me? Joe Biden's sham of an administration just welcomed them over the border into a new life that they could have never imagined from whence they came. I mean, people hanging from bridges with their, you know, stuff cut off and put in their mouth. I mean, these people are sick. You're dealing with a extraordinarily demented, demonic demographic in some of these South American regions. I mean, it's, it's, it's beyond your wildest imagination, I promise you. I will never unsee some of the things that I've seen during my anti-gang week with the Georgia Bureau of Investigations. I'll never unsee that, and I'm glad because now I know exactly what's happening in these countries. But, you know, th- there's a multitude of reasons why that's happening in those countries, and our borders don't need to be open because of it. Thank you, Obama. For moons ago, extracting whatever little bit of military help we did give our brothers and sisters on the planet in South America assistance with, in the way of money, military assistance, right? To counter these insurgents, these, these, these freaking demonic cartels, these rogue 
I don't even know what they are. They're like hybrid human demons. I mean, it's unbelievable the things they do to one another and to human, to children. You guys are upset because babies are in cages. I'm like, you hadn't seen nothing. I mean, have you seen a human body writhe on the ground, you know, as their skin's being peeled off by other humans who are sitting there laughing at them like hyenas? Probably not, but there's a vision for you. Don't listen. This is not the cookies and milk episode, by the way. This is not that broadcast. That'll come in. That'll come later. But I'm just, listen, y'all need to know we are so whitewashed in this country. And I, and that pun doesn't even, I don't even mean it in that way, but we are like whitewashed tombs. I'm not kidding. We are so lost in some kind of a, I don't know, American weird brouhaha ideology of, we don't even know what goes on around the world. We just don't. Our media has lied to us. They've been paid to lie to us, and we love it. We love the. We lap it up. We just lap it up. And then we wonder why we find ourselves in the predicament we're in right now. And you turn on that stupid boob tube every night. You're still watching Fox News. You're still watching headline news. You're still watching you know, cable news networks. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Or you think that, you know, Newsmax is safe. No, none of them are safe. OAN, okay, fine. I have not watched any of that since January the 5th or 6th. I've not, I've not turned on a single channel because they're liars and they are paid to deceive you. And why would I want to subject my mind? I don't even need to watch it to know what they're telling you are lies. I know they're lies. I see your stuff on Twitter. Lies, all lies. Someone tweeted to me today, oh, I was banned, like some kind of a heroic measure on on her behalf. I was banned on Facebook for 30 days. I'm like, okay, and are we supposed to send you the medal for being uh, not the smartest tool in the shed, right? sharpest tool in the shed right now? Maybe you rode the short bus today as it pertains to social media. I don't know, but let's talk about that. Why are you still on face- on Facebook? You are part of the communist agenda and problem and globalism if you're still on Facebook. You can unfollow me. You can quit listening to me. I don't care. I'm not going to lie to you. I have tried to tell you for the better half of a year that place is a CIA storefront. And no, not all people in the CIA are rotten to the core. But as it stands, I'd love for you to find a three-letter agency that is actually on the side of freedom and the American people in its entirety collectively just one okay fine i'm going with ice those are my peeps those are my guys i'm going with ice those guys man they had it made during the trump administration and now they're back to you know being dubbed as uh white supremacists can you imagine here you are paid to to keep our country safe the citizens of this, not just the borders, but the citizens of this country safe, and you're painted as some kind of a white hooded supremacist for doing your job. It's unbelievable. So if I had to choose one three-letter agency, and I have friends literally in every single agency in this country, and except for ICE, (laughs) believe that or not, except for ICE, I have friends in every agency you can think of, from the NSA down. And the only agency that I would absolutely host just a shindig of an event to honor them 
throughout would be ice. They are my heart. Excuse me. So we really don't know what the heck's going on around the world. And to some extent, you know, for a lot of you, that doesn't matter because we're living in our own hell here. And we are. We are. And I don't say that to be negative Nancy, Debbie Downer or whatever. Um, I'm just telling you that as I'm, for instance, on Saturday, I was invited to speak uh, at an event for a young lady who's running for governor here in the state of Georgia, Candace Taylor. Candace is as cute as a button. She is very smart. She is wise, and she's a godly woman. She's a mama. She's a wife. She's amazing. She's um, She talks like this, and she's very Southern, which I love. And um, beautiful, beautiful woman inside and out. And I love what she stands for. Now, do, do y'all think she's going to make it through the primary? Well, I don't know, because most of the white Republicans are after the new shiny object, which is the black guy. <laughs> Imagine that, Vernon. And Vernon and I have been friends for years, and some of you are like, I just don't understand. I'm like, well, I'll tell you what. Do your own research for once. Get on DuckDuckGo, not Google, and just do your own research about you know the political background of Mr. Jones. It will speak for itself. And if you can tell me that you can look at a career politician and the history thereof and tell me that you're willing to overlook the fact that he only garnered 26% of the vote to be elected sheriff in a county of which he was the the CEO twice for two terms. But he only garnered 26% of the vote to be their sheriff. That should tell you something. But hey, you know, he supported President Trump. Really? You sure about that? Are you sure that whenever it came down to calling the governor uh, for a special session, or to not certify the election that Mr. Jones was on board with that? Can you actually guarantee that? Those things matter. I'm not an identity politics person. I got sucked into that crap during the first Obama run, and I voted for him because I was completely ignorant as to all these political war games that go on. And I was really proud of my country. I'm not going to lie, I was. I was like, wow, (laughs) Speaking of Virginia Slims, we have come a long way, baby. I mean, now we have like, and, and there was no way in two or three hells I was voting for John McCain. That definitely was not going to happen. So that was the only choice I had as I saw it. And I remember watching them, you know, at the inauguration and they're dancing. I'm like, oh my gosh, we've come so far. And how many of you felt the same way the first time around? I know many of you have because you've secretly come to me in emails <laughs> to say, I've never admitted this before, but I voted for Obama the first time. I'm like, I oh, know it's, it's fine. But if you but if you voted for him the second time, uh, you, yeah, you might you might not be an American. I'm kidding, but seriously, who voted for him the second time? Nobody, nobody. Now that we know how our elections are heisted, there's no way that any of us with a sound mind believe that Barack Hussein Obama won a second one one W O N a second term. Mm-mm. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. So. But yeah, I fell into that identity thing. I did. That won't happen again. I don't care if someone has a vagina, if they have a penis, if they have blonde hair, if they have brunette hair, if they have moobs or they have boobs. I don't care if they are, you know, related to Mahatma Gandhi. I I, I don't care if they're a Sikh, if they're, I'm, I, you know, I prefer that someone actually have the fear of the Lord in their heart. 
uh, that is my first preference and that someone has conservative, conservative values. Of course, I don't care if you're black, white, purple, green, if you're a midget, if you're a giant, none of that matters to me. I, I, I don't care if you're, it, it just, it, the identity thing. Nope. Even if you're a career politician, hey, if you've if your if your career as a politician has has merit, and we can actually score you based on your merit as a career politician, I don't really have a problem with you being a career politician. You know, I'm pretty fair and balanced whenever it comes to this stuff. I really am, as Christian as I am, as much of a conservative as I am. You know, I I can see things very clearly in a very balanced way. I think that is extraordinarily important for us to get back to, okay? But I don't waver. I don't I'm not a moderate whenever it comes to life, liberty, due process, borders, limited government, individualism, accountability, you know, a, a, a national budget that actually, you know, makes sense onshoring. Those are things I'm not wavering. On. I'm just not going to waver. I'm not, there's no reason to be a moderate with regard to those things because what's the alternative? What, what are we doing? What are we doing here? What are we compromising on whenever it comes to those particulars? What? Or, um, you know, climate change, leave me alone. I'm going to eat meat. I'm 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 going to go out of this world probably eating a steak. So leave me alone about what I eat, what I drive, whether or not I'm wearing a face diaper, whether or not I like blonde hair or, you know, the fact that I'm cool being a mother and not whatever this lunacy is that the left has come out with now to make everyone feel okay. His name is not Caitlin, it's Bruce. So there you know, I have friends who are married who are gay, and and you're probably listening to me right now. I don't refer to to gay couples who are married as husband and wife who are uh, homosexual, because that that goes against my personal conscience about it. But they know me hopefully well enough to know that if that is your partner in life, that is your choice. I don't hate you. I'm not afraid of you. I don't trash talk you. I love you. I will clothe you. I will feed you. I'll hold you. I'll hug you. I will listen. I'll minister. I mean, I'll cry with you. I'll laugh with you. I'll share a cocktail with you. I'll probably vote like you. I mean, I I just, you know, I, yeah. It, it, your eternity is is really none of my business, now, when it, when as a minister, whenever it comes to, I now pronounce you husband and wife, and I have a man and a man standing in front of me, or a woman and a woman, I personally cannot do that. And and those of you who know me know my heart around that. So I hope, and if you don't, we can talk about it. You're welcome to cut you. Most of you have my number, or you can email me, and I'm more than happy to discuss it. I don't. I don't waste a lot of time on my show with that stuff because without being able to go into it with greater doctrinal beliefs of mine as it pertains to being an ordained minister, I don't do either of us any good at all broaching these subjects without being able to go in a little deeper. But as it pertains to moderate 
a, a moderate mindset that the right is adopting at lightning speed right now, which is why most of them are excited about Mr. Jones because they loathe Brian Kemp, which I, hey, I, well, you won't get any disagreements with me out of that. But some of you are willing to sell the farm because you are so scared of where the country is. And I'm telling you, this is not the time to compromise. This is not the time to be moderate. People want people who are confident in what they say and what they believe in the policies they're going to execute because people are afraid. You need to think of this in terms of your children. Your children rail against rules, right? But when do they feel the safest? When the rules are very clear, they're very defined, and you are unwavering in executing your justice as a parent. We need to adopt the exact same mindset right now as party leaders. You do not need to waver. You do not, because there are a lot of political refugees right now. I said this in my speech on Saturday. Let me get back to that. So I was asked to come and speak, and I'm and I going to tell you, I, I've never had a moment where I spoke, and, and literally every other sentence, people were on their feet clapping, and, and I mean, they were on fire. It was awesome. It, it was totally God glory. It was awesome. I give God all glory for that because I wasn't sure how that was going to go. I'm going to be honest with you. I was not sure how that was going to go, but I did show up with with heart, with grit, passion, and with truth, and I'm unwavering when it comes to those things. Unwavering. I don't care who's sitting in the audience. I never know who's sitting in my audience. I don't care what agency you're part of or what government or you know what satanic church. If you're a witch, you got a chicken foot in your pocket, whatever. I just, you know, no, I'm blessed. I'm highly favored. I speak the truth. God goes before me. He goes behind me and he goes beside me. And that's it. And I show up and I I say what he tells me to say and it either falls on deaf ears and that's none of my business. And if y'all go, if y'all jive with it, that's none of my business either. I'm excited that people are excited and they're on fire and they want their country back. I am, and they are on fire, and they do want their country back. But there are some people telling you that this election was not stolen and that President Trump knew what was going on, and he's a part of the plan. And on the 17th day of the 11th year of the 15,000th day of our Lord Jesus Christ in Q, this is going to happen. And I'm just telling you, I and some of y'all are going to unfollow me tonight because you get all pissy because you're like, you're just so snarky about Lynn. I'm like, no, here's the deal. No one really knows exactly what's going on. And that's from the Pentagon down. Some things are so insulated right now. I have guys literally getting ready to deploy who are my friends. And all they know is where they're going and what their target is or targets, what their operation is, if they even have targets, but why they're going. That they that's all they know. But they don't some of them don't even know what the hell's going on on this soil. Most of them don't. I'm just telling you. So if you think that that someone on the actual outside of our military knows what's going on, much less within lower ranks of anything, knows exactly what's going on, you are literally living in La La Land. I'm not kidding. 
and you have got you have got to come back to reality. We need you. We need you in this country. So it was a great day. I'm super glad I was able to be there um, and to show support for someone who um, has the courage and the heart to get out front and say, you know what, I'll lead. I'll lead the state of Georgia. And if you think she stands a snowball's chance in two hells of the GOP who is completely misogynistic whenever it comes to politics, you know, I mean, come on. I just had this conversation with a very high-ranking, very notable, very well-respected GC, which is a general consultant in the political world. And these guys shake and bake. They make things happen. And they make things come to light, and they make things go to the dark. So the, these are dudes and, and women who, you know, are are the they're the puppet masters, truth be told, of, of things that move around on the political landscape. They just are. That's how it works. It's an industry. It is an industry. And yes, your vote still matters, so don't get all crazy offended by what I just said. Or like, well, you know, just checking out. I'm, that's it. I'm just going to resign myself. None of this matters anyway. Well, that's not true. But I'm just telling you, there are puppet masters. And even they know. And they're on the right. And they'll tell you that the right is nearly worse than the left. I mean, the the left worships women. And, and the right is quickly catching up as it pertains to skin color. I mean, I'm just telling you, it is what it is. So we idolize you know, black Americans who align with conservative values or Latinas because Latinos, because we think it's going to make us look relevant. I'm just telling you. And then the left idolizes anything that is either confused, who is confused about their biology, who has historically been uh, marginalized and depressed, oppressed by society in this country and policy. Yes. Historically. Okay. And anatomy, that's a big deal for the left, big, big, even if it's not your own, even if you've snipped it or tucked it or had it otherwise sewn on, they love it. That is their wheelhouse. And as for me, I don't play by those rules. But both teams are equally as guilty. So I'm going to ask you something. What do you think it's going to take to rebuild our election grid in this country, do you really think that we're going to have this thing together by 2022? Do you believe that? And what are you doing to ensure that we at least have two legs of the election grid back up? If there are four, what are the two legs that need to be back up? People are so excited about the prospect of coming with solutions and technology as it pertains to their election grid. And as soon as I say that, people are like, oh my gosh, we're on board. We love it. What, what is it? Where do we sign up? How, how do we do it? How do we operate it? And I'm going to, and I am actually bringing those things forward as I move about the country. And this is going to be fantastic for those of you who are in uh, elected positions within your respective county GOPs. And this is actually fantastic for people on the left as well. This is not really a party-centric effort. It can't be, you guys, because this is about our election grid, and everyone in this country deserves 
to have a legitimate vote. And we are so screwed whenever it comes to how the left has manipulated and the right has capitulated. I'm just telling you, I can bring you all the technology in the world to ensure that your votes are totally secured, encrypted. No one from outside of your precinct will ever have a hold of your vote or or your ballot or anything digitally or cyber. I could promise you that. And I'll promise you this. People will find a way to cheat. And whether they lie to you on the campaign trail to, you know, it's like a dude who lies to get into your skirt. And I make these analogies because I want it to jar you. I want it to rattle you. Because it need, you need to stay rattled. There's no going back to being complacent. Y'all sitting around waiting on Jesus to return. He's going to. I absolutely believe that. I don't make fun of that. But I tell you where I get off your boat is when when you guys are sitting around not occupying, people do not occupy the jurisdiction that God's given us. We just don't. And then we're all freaked out and panicked and what do we do? What do we do? Well we got we gotta elect the black guy because he supported Trump and, and, and we gotta and, and we gotta run up the hill and then run back down the other side of the hill and don't let anyone t- don't let anyone know that we're divided. Monica stop talking about it. You're not doing the party any good. <laughs> really? The party's not doing itself any good, and it hasn't for decades. Shut up. <laughs> Certainly, you're not going to put that on me. I mean, I've got big shoulders. I'm a German chick, okay? I've got big shoulders, and my daughter can tell you, I've carried a lot of weight in my life. I've carried a lot of weight. I carried a dying husband. I carried a, a father who gave me away. I carried siblings who still hate me. I've carried a damn near a terminal illness of my own daughter for years and years and years. I've, I carry the weight of my widowed mother. I carry the weight of my community. So you're not going to put that on me. That's not going to happen. But I do hear it a lot. You got to quit talking about that, Monica. I mean, I know it's your job, but you know. I mean, we just we just appear to be so divided. I'm like, I know, isn't that amazing how that works? How 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 you actually are is how you're perceived. <laughs> I mean, and God forbid we actually get honest about it so we can change it. You know, it's like a marriage where the people are just like, Oh, hi, hi, you know, you just F you and F you if you walk as you walk through the hallway of your that's the most you say to each other, or you're just very pleasant. Everything's pleasant. The kids think we're great. I go to bed hoping that, you know, you'll just not breathe in the morning, right? Yeah, but hey, but we look good. We have a great house. We've got 2.5 kids. We've got 401k plan that's probably going to go away during the Biden, Biden sham administration. You know, I mean, we all have our vaccinations. Everything's everything's good. We survived COVID, kind of, right? Our business is still intact, and we still have our sweet, sweet, sweet C-suite uh, positions, and, you know, we can still shop at whole paycheck and you know, my kids still shop at wherever and we get to have our vacations and we're good. You know, I still look amazing and I play tennis 500,000 hours a week. And my, you know, husband has five chicks on the side and meets with people in airport lounges and lies about being married or single. And I mean, life is good though. Life is good. Life is good. 
because everybody thinks we're good. Yep. Yeah. No, thanks. No. Mm -mm. I have always, I would rather take the jagged little pill. And I've taken a bottle of them over my lifetime of reality pills and they suck going down. They just do. But you are empowered when you know the truth of something and you're willing to speak it and then you find solutions. That's your power. You either get in or you get out. People either respect you or they don't. You respect them or you don't. You either create new policies or you don't. You either execute the laws on your books or you don't. You either clean out your AGs and your judiciaries or you don't. You either clean out the rhinos in this party or you don't. You either honor and worship God first in this country or you don't. You either shut the borders down and deploy ICE or you don't. You either start adjudicating the lawlessness or you don't. You either show the international community that we're still America and we're still the greatest nation on earth or you don't. I mean, those are your, those are your options. It's really simple. So I want to empower you to keep speaking truth to lies no matter what the cost. That's how I started my speech on Saturday and that's how I'm going to finish my broadcast today. No matter what the cost is to you, I need you to commit tonight. I had everyone stand up at that rally and look to their neighbor and repeat after me. I want you to commit tonight in your heart that you are committed to the truth of what is going on in this country, what is going on in your own home, in your own mind, your own heart, your own communities, your churches, your school boards, your school districts, your GOPs, the left. I don't care what your jobs. I need you to get honest about the current situation. I need you to assess your situation and be honest about it and pray about what the solution sets are for your respective issues and get busy. I need you to get busy and productive erecting the election grid in this country. And that is going to require you rolling up your sleeves and getting out, meeting candidates, giving money directly to candidates. Not these, not the RNC. That's for sure. There's my plug. I said when I watched and I knew what had happened to President Trump with this election. And I, and I have other details about the RNC. And I publicly stated on Twitter that I would make it my business to bankrupt the RNC. Well, the only way I can do that personally is to encourage you to quit sending them money. Because I'm telling you right now, something you guys need to understand is another commitment to make is to be a good steward over your money. Even if it's the stimulus check and that's all you got coming in, be a good steward over that because you're going to pay for it in the long run anywhere your great grandkids will. Or the, or we just won't exist and this will be China 2.0. So but I need you to commit to being good stewards over your money. But you have to know that there are a lot of people making a lot of money right now. A lot. Because they're banking on your fear and your dread and your terror. That's how this works. And it works on the left really well. And we can see right now it's working super well on the right. But I need you to get smart and I need you to get strategic about where you're placing your money. If you want to place it in politics, I need you to start doing your research on your respective candidates. If there are PACs that you trust, who have scorecards that you trust, give directly to them. But I, and make sure that that money, go, you look up their filings and see where the money goes. 
if people are, and I'm not completely against C4s because I understand the nature of that beast. And I understand that some of you, even on the left, want to give to things on the right right now, but you don't want to be taken down with the rest of us on the right because you're helping people get out of the gutter of this Biden sham. I understand that. And one way you can cover yourself is through a C4 donation. And I get it. I'm not a huge fan um, because it, that, that's, that knife cuts both ways. When I'm raising money for someone, I'm a big fan. <laughs> Because, because then I can go after donors um, who who see the bigger picture and want to help our cause and just don't want to be held accountable for it by rabid people on the left. I get it. Um, but I want to encourage you to be good stewards over where you're putting your money. And if you are placing your money with PACs right now to help candidates and to help fund candidates, I, I'm going to encourage you to please pay attention to how long the PAC has been around who they have endorsed in the past, who they are endorsing right now, what the scorecard measurement, what, what that measurement looks like, by by what measure are they measuring their candidates. And if they align with you, go for it. If a certain amount of money gets to the candidate that is within your parameters, go for it. But I'm, I'm just here to tell you, a lot of that money does not see the candidates. Our own GOP here in Fulton County, sitting on a trust worth millions of dollars. Now, I want you to ask some of the candidates from last cycle how much money they saw from the GOP, from the Fulton County GOP. It would literally blow your mind. And that's what they're there for, is to help candidates after primaries. You cannot endorse a candidate through a primary if you, correct, if you have two, you know, who are, if, you, if someone's being primaried on a Republican ticket, um, the party is not allowed to get involved in that. So, um, you know, once the primaries come and gone, then you get behind your candidate. But you would be, it would blow your mind how much money is not spent on conservative candidates. It's just not. And then we sit around and, man, we're such victims and the left stole it and they lie and they cheat and they steal. And I'm like, well, actually, I mean, they just put their money and everyone else's where their mouth is including lies, they deceive, they break the rules, they do not play by the rules. They just don't. And now it's fantastic because they used to just keep that stuff under, you know, just under the radar so nobody could see it. And now they're so brazen, they just cheat in the broad daylight. It's right there in front of you. And they're like, okay, and so hold my beer. And what's your point? You do realize that Stacey Abrams is a tax attorney. And she still owes the IRS debt. I have an $1,800 debt right now. I don't even know how. To me, it's fake. They're threatening to levy my account over $1,800 that they cannot prove I owe. <laughs> and, I, and I don't owe them anything outside of that. And I do pay taxes. And, I, and I, I'm fine paying my share of what needs to be paid because I live in this country and there are, you know, there's infrastructure to take care of. Too bad, so sad, it doesn't really go toward our infrastructure the way that it should. But I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not one of these, I'm not a big fan of income tax because I do believe that's a fraud. I do, I do believe that's a, a fraud. I'm fine with consumption tax, but in terms of a federal income tax, nope, not, that's, I'm not a fan of that, but I don't evade my taxes. Here you have a national figure evading taxes uh, Reverend Al Sharpton as well, evading taxes. Now, have they been levied? 
a tax attorney, Stacey Abrams, and still owe taxes while she was running for governor. Well, my parents were sick, and I had to make a decision. Do I, do I pay my tax bill, or do I help my, parent, my parents through cancer? I was on the radio during that time, terrestrial, and I actually gave her a pass on that. I was like, well, okay, fine. You know, but, but are you paying it? Have you paid it yet? Are you on a payment plan? I mean, and the chick is not exactly broke, busted, and disgusted. I mean, she's, yeah, I'll leave that alone. But she, um, she's not broke, busted, and disgusted. And has she paid her tax bill? I don't think so. I mean, I couldn't even tell you where $1,800 came from. I don't even know who thought of that figure. That, that doesn't even jive with my taxes. But I'm like, okay. That, so I, the first letter I got was, we're coming for you. <laughs> I'm like, really? What is Lois Lerner back at the IRS again? What are we doing here? Uh, so anyway. Make a commitment that you're willing to pay whatever price it takes to stand this election grid back up. And what do I mean by that? It may cost you your job. It may cost you your reputation. It may cost you relationships. It may cost you fellowship. It may cost you, um, yeah, it may cost you. I'm certainly not suggesting that you do anything ridiculous. What I'm saying is use your voice. Use your finances, use your time, use your talents, your treasure, use your heart, use your mouth, use your head, use your mind above all things. We do have the mind of Christ, I hope. Okay, and love on your mamas. If you missed them yesterday, then reach out. It's not too late. Happy belated Mama's Day to all of you mommies. You know, I'm, I'm going to, I think tonight's, uh, for, for those of you who don't know what the heck I'm talking about, I do have a new podcast that I've started called Cookies and Milk, or Milk and Cookies. I don't know, whatever. It's all the same. And um, normally I take a bite of my cookie and then I drink my milk. But some friends of mine, we all have nicknames for each other. And um, <laughs> and and someone told me that my voice reminds them of it's very soothing and, the, and they could just listen to me, you know, recite the phone book. And um, which is very, I love it. Thank you. That That is a huge compliment. I'm glad that my voice can bring people um, sanity, uh, some just peace, right? It's very important. Even when I'm passionate, I still try to infuse, um, you know, a tone with my voice that doesn't just, is not some shrill female shrieking chicken, whatever, hen voice. Hate that. So, but I have been known to do it. So my, my name apparently is cookies and milk. I, I remind my friends of what it feels like right before you go to bed. <laughs> it makes you feel warm and fuzzy and you get your little cookies. And you, I think who does that actually? What's the name of that hotel chain that used to do that? Probably not anymore because of COVID. Um, oh gosh. Uh, Double tree. Yes. Remember that? Do y'all remember that? Dude, that was the bomb. Loved like you just get your little warm cookies upon arrival and um, double tree cookies were the bomb. I don't even know if they still do it. I have no idea. Um, but apparently my voice is that. So in the evenings now, I am um, I am producing a, a short but sweet and comforting, hopefully, and, and peaceful, uplifting, uh, something to make you feel okay and safe and comforted and loved and accepted and not forgotten as you drift off to sleep. 
That is what I'm producing for the evening hours. It's still on my platforms that you're listening on right now. Um, and, and I've just gotten like rave reviews from you guys. And, uh, and I'm glad, I'm glad some of you wish that I would only do that and not discuss politics at all. Um, but I'm not called to only do that. I am called, um, to the lanes in which I am operating. So I'm going to be faithful, uh, to the person who called me. And, but I do appreciate your compliments and I'm glad that it, um, that it comforts you and, um, and that I can be a part of the ending of your day. And, uh, for some of you, you're actually getting up to go to work, but, uh, I'm going to address, um, I'm going to address some things tonight, um, about mamas, the hearts, the heart of, of a mother. And and many of you, some of you, I can see the guys now they're like, Oh, whatever. Okay, cool. I'm not listening. Um, but you'd be surprised, <laughs> I think, how much, um, you know, how much your mothers do impact you as men. And uh, something I always, always, always stress, uh, a woman, sorry, ladies, a woman can never teach a man how to be a man. You cannot teach a boy how to be a man. You cannot. There are things that you can instill in him. Um, and that are very important to um, to the growth of a man's heart. But we are not men. We're not ever going to be men. And there are things that only a man can teach a boy. And so, but I do think it's important for ladies to find a place of rest. And that's, that's probably something I'm going to hit on tonight. Amongst other things, I'm sure, as the spirit moves me. But uh, yeah, so hey, I love you. Thanks for joining me and following me. Monica on your talk on Twitter. I'm also on LinkedIn, doing a little bit on LinkedIn these days, which is just Monica Matthews. You can connect with me there or just follow. Uh, you're welcome to sign up for my newsletters at monicamatthews.com. iTunes, Stitcher, all those places you can catch my podcast and make sure to share it with people and tell, tell, tell. Also, my YouTube channel, Monica Matthews. I'll be doing a lot more video in the coming up days. I love you guys. Be good to your neighbor. Beginning your own mirror. And remember, if you're an American, act like one. <laughs>